Hello? You play to win the game. Let's go to eat a damn snack. We're taking receipts, and I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Ooh, uh, welcome everyone to episode number 13 of the Batter Jets Fan. I am Mr. Granada. I got here Gunny with me. That is not the bearded fanatic. He did not <laughs> cut his beard. He did not go black. It is just a completely <laughs> different person. Manny is on vacation this week. And I'm having a good time. I think right now he's in Mexico, so he's not yeah, missing he's us at Cozumel. all. Saw him yeah. flashing those cool pictures on Twitter, man, making us all jealous. He's having a good time. So he's not here, but I got Gunny here to help. You know, take his place, big fill, shoes to fill, but I, I know you can do it. I'll do what I can, man. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> so how was your Thanksgiving break before we get started? It was good, brother. It was good. You know what I'm saying? I had some bomb turkey that I made. I probably make the best turkey, you know what I'm saying, you probably, anybody's ever had in their lives. Yeah, we, we were having this talk before we got started. <laughs> I, I refuse to believe that any turkey is considered bomb turkey because there is no such thing as a good turkey. Well, now you've given me, like, I'm going to have to go ahead and find a way to go ahead and invite you and the family over to dinner or something. I'm going to come your way and make it for you because I, I think I can I'm, change your mind. I, I, I'm not going to lie. You're going to have to tell me that there's something else that's being served because if you tell me it's turkey, I promise you I'll not make my way to Tuesday. <laughs> it's, it's not happening. Got you. Got you. I got to lie to you. I got to lie to you. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. All right. But now, so, overall, I had to go, man. How about you? How was your Thanksgiving? It's the same thing. Usual family, turkey. Is the is the is the low point of the Thanksgiving, but other than that, it's good. Is Black Friday still a thing? I think so, but like I mean, I, I just shop online now, bro. Like everything. I think gets, everybody does that. Yeah, I'm not going to the store and getting trampled and shit over something. I I just shop online, and I still get the same great deals. And then Cyber Monday, I think, is like my favorite day because you get to buy a lot of cool tech. Don't don't fight, don't fall for that Cyber Monday stuff. Cyber Monday turns into hey, we extended it to Cyber Tuesday. All of a sudden, it, hey, we extended it five days to Cyber Friday. Like there's no rush. I promise. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's all you got till long. Christmas. Yeah, it's it's that holiday time frame, man. Sales are gonna be going everywhere. Uh, yeah, I did buy a couple of things. I'm trying to get a couple of the Christmas stuff taken care of because my kids are bougie as hell. So yeah, I was hoping that the that the Jets would drop the price on those helmets so I could cop a couple of those, but yeah. no luck. They have not. No luck on those. And I don't know if you noticed, but those Sauce Gardner jerseys are not existent. Not existent, bro. I can't no. find them anywhere. Nope. No. And, and I wanted it in black. Them things are nowhere to be found. Yeah. But uh, Garrett Wilson ones are hard to find, too, the black ones. They're you know what jerseys ones. hard to find also? What? Mike White. Really? Already? I don't, I, I don't think they made them. Oh, there it is. That that makes more sense. Go. I'm like, yeah, bro, <laughs> he, he just had a good game. That that means yeah, they didn't. I don't even right. think I'm gonna look it up at some point while we're while we're recording. I have to look it up to see if they even sell them. But uh, but yeah. So obviously, topic of the week: Mike F and White. Mike F and White. Now, when you heard that he was gonna start, like, were you? Because I know you're like Zach Wilson lover. Like, I know that, that I that's the funny thing. So, how were you feeling? Because I didn't think that he should start. I thought Zach they should have given Zach the Bears game. I I really thought Zach Wilson was going to be the one that came out there and it was going to be the perfect get-right game, right? Because right. the, the Chicago Bears wasn't a team that I think anybody was afraid of or worried about. And if anything, we needed to kind of build this kid's confidence back up. I think this was the game to do that as we go into a stretch facing the Minnesota Vikings and the Buffalo Bills again. Um, I thought it was going to be a great get-right game for Zach. Uh, but when I heard Coach Sal talking about benching him, my first thought process was, all right, well, here comes Joe. Joe finally gets to come out here. You know, the veteran experience presence, you know what I'm saying? Like, he he got us a win against uh, Cleveland. 
Um, still leading the league in pat t- uh, touch, uh, passing touchdowns. So here he comes, start patting some more stats. And when we heard it was Mike White, man, I was conflicted. I won't lie to you. I was very conflicted about Mike White being the guy that was selected to, to start this past Sunday. <laughs> I was uh, more or less on the same track as you. I Last week when we had this talk, because we, we had our episode the day before Salah made his decision. And I said they should let my, uh, Zach Wilson start for the simple fact that whoever starts on Sunday is going to look good. That's what yes. I really thought that yeah. whether it was Zach, whether it was Flock, or whether it was Matt, even uh, everybody would have looked good against the Bears defense. So yep. that's why I figured, like, let Zach Wilson start. And if he plays poorly against the bad Bears defense, then you pull him because obviously yeah. he's not the answer. But you give him that chance. Yeah, now, I understand that it was probably more to do with the locker room than on the field because mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's why he got pulled. Because Same otherwise, here. I think if it wasn't for those comments after the game, I think Zach playing. Wilson is so sorry. That's what yeah. I think also. I think 100%. he's still playing. I, I said the same thing. I, a lot of people don't – a lot of people I think were just thinking like, oh, yeah, he played so badly. That's why he got benched. But I, I don't think that's the case at all. I think that, yes, he played poorly. His comments after the game were just ridiculous. To not have any kind of accountability for playing that horrendous um, when your defense held the Patriots to three freaking points, um, that's, that's borderline a shutout. And, and to me, that was just disrespectful to the defense and, and not being the quarterback, the leader of the team. But I think what did him in was that comment. And not, not the horrendous play that he had against the Patriots, but the fact that after the, the game, you took zero accountability. And I think that started to cause a rift in the locker room. Yep. And right now, the way the team is playing as a whole, the team is playing well, even though Zach has not. I think that's just you can't you can't allow that rift to potentially derail this current season that we're on because I think I mean hell at six and four as mad as we were the majority of Jets fans were like you know what we're six and four like at the end of the day we didn't expect this we weren't expecting this kind of we're six and four and I think the coaching staff realized it too that this this rebuild kind of went a little bit faster than anticipated and they just couldn't allow Zach to go ahead and derail it. I think that was the most disappointing part about this past week though. The fact that we were six and four, yeah, we were just coming off of a bad loss. We yeah. were still six and four. We were still just about in the playoffs. We were the eighth seed, and the fact that the, the fans were so negative, it was it was kind of frustrating to see how the fans had like. We rarely have good things, so Yo. let's enjoy it while we have it. Yes, and and it, and it turned into a disaster, really. Uh, but we're seven and four now, and I, I was curious. Do you, do you think that Mike White is that good? Oh, before I get onto that, I was looking up the jerseys. Yeah. You know, the only way you can get a Mike White jersey is if you get the custom. Which, like the custom. Yep. But only for youth size, because if you get the adult size, all the sizes are sold out also. So I'm assuming wow. that everybody's been going and customizing either the sauce guard or their them. Mike White jerseys. Yeah. So there's no more custom jerseys available either. So good Man. luck to you if your kids are asking for that for Christmas, because it's going to be hard to get. Um, so Man. do you think Mike White is that good or are the Bears just that bad? Because like, just like you, I thought whoever was going to play was going to play well. Now, do you think it's, it's Mike White? Like, is he the answer for us this season? Um, I think it's a combination of things, right? So again, I, I did, I did believe whoever played was going to play good enough for us to win the game. And that was because I just don't respect the Chicago Bears team in general. Um, right. I did not expect any quarterback 
to go ahead and throw for 300 plus yards and three touchdowns and, you know, for a 78% completion. I didn't expect that at all because I, we haven't seen that, you know what I'm saying, consistently in our starting quarterback. So I did believe whoever went out there was going to be able to get, you know, 200 something yards, a couple of touchdowns. We win the game just because our team is better than the Bears. But I do believe Mike White showed exactly how effective and powerful this offense can be when somebody can properly see plays unfold. They can see the entire field. They're comfortable in the system. Um, and they play within what the defense gives them. I don't think he tried to be a hero in any capacity. I think he took what the defense gave him when they uh, attacked the short to intermediate game. He took a couple of deep shots to make them respect the, <sighs> the offense. And look, at 22 for 28, you know what I'm saying? 315 yards, three touchdowns. Like, you can't sit there and say Zach Wilson could have done that. I don't, if you can sit there and say Zach Wilson did the same thing, it's, that's not true. I don't believe Zach Wilson would have had a game like this against the, against the Chicago Bears. I'm glad um, you said that because that's what I was about to follow up with. I yeah. was going to follow up with Mike White had a good game. We also thought Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco would have good games also. But I yes. don't think Flacco or Wilson would have had the game that Mike White had. Mike White, he's, he goes through his progressions, mm-hmm. and he doesn't has, if he has an open guy – it doesn't matter if it's a two-yard gain. He's nope. going for the easy pass. Yep. That's why he had, it was 22 for 28. There was yep. a couple of dump-offs to CJ Uzama on, on basically on, on a, a dump-off, basically. Four first downs. But, and, or two or three yards. But if you think yep. about it, that's like a positive run play. You get three yards, take it. Yep. So I was really happy. And do you think this game from Mike White was more impressive or the one against the Bengals last year? Because I know the Bengals stats – or I guess better, 400 yards and three touchdowns or whatnot. But I'm more impressed with what he did this week. I I am too, because I think in this game you saw what he hit, I think was 10 different receivers in the game. 10 different individuals got to touch the ball. Um, You saw him go through his progressions, and he hit every – the short, intermediate to long game across the board. Against the Bengals, a lot of it was short stuff to intermediate stuff. You know, A a lot lot of of yak yards. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, dump off. Michael like, Carter had, like, 10 receptions that game yesterday. Yeah, bro. Like, they ate, man. But this yeah. game, he hit short, intermediate, long. And they were beautifully thrown balls. Um, there was one play in particular, the Elijah Moore pass, at the, the first long gainer that he got for, like, 30, 40-something yards. You know, it, the beautiful timing on that, the precision, the touch, to get the ball just where it had to be for Elijah Moore, who cuts back in uh, to kind of create some separation from his man. Pinpoint accuracy. Oh, and by the way, he was doing this in pouring down rain. Yes. Like people aren't giving enough credit to that. Like that that weather was conducive to a running game. But Mike White literally 22 for 28 and again, short, intermediate, long. He was hitting it all over the freaking fields and he did that in the pouring rain, man. Like I think this game was significantly better than what we saw from Mike White uh, in terms of his Hall of Fame game last year against Cincinnati. Yeah. I love the outcome of the game. I love the way Mike White played. But I was a little frustrated with the fact that we weren't running the ball in these in these conditions. Like when, when you saw the pouring rain, I was expecting heavy run. Like Michael Carter obviously got hurt, but a heavy dose of Michael Carter. James Robinson didn't play. We got Bam Knight. We got T- uh, Ty Johnson. Like I thought we were going to get a heavy run load, but we passed it quite a bit. Like were you surprised with how often we passed it? Because I wasn't expecting that. And I know that it ended up working out, but – I feel like I want to lean on the run game a little more. 
hundred percent. I think that, you know, we, we brought in um, Robinson to potentially assist Carter with being that one, two punch. Right. And uh, I'm not sure why he was a healthy scratch. Um, he wasn't on the injury report. So I was kind of surprised he didn't, he didn't play uh, like her Carter getting hurt definitely sucks. And apparently that low ankle sprain might be worse than we all thought, but I was very surprised like they didn't lean on the run game more with Bam being activated and then Johnson being activated. You saw towards the back end, they started to do so, and it was almost at will. Those guys could do what they wanted (laughs) in the running game. So it leads me to believe like one of two reasons, right? Either one, they really wanted to go ahead and test out Mike White, see what he can do so they can prepare for next week or the following week, or two, they knew what they had in Mike White, and they wanted to kind of showcase and show it off for all of us to see. So then there's no question mark throughout this coming week of, oh, it's, it's going to be Zach Wilson. It's going to be Mike White because, you know, you know, they rushed for freaking 200 something yards and Mike White had like 100. He didn't. I don't think they wanted it to be left in the, the I guess you said the media, the fan base, whatever. So they can focus on this game. Right, right, right. I think it was more of a show. I think it was a show of. Uh, maybe it's LaFleur getting pissed off that he's also getting blamed for how bad Zach Wilson has been. Uh, and he wanted to kind of show what this offense could look like when the o- the playbook is fully open. But yeah, the, the conditions were conducive to a running game. The Bears defense has been getting diced and sliced through the, ru- like the running game. Like it made all the sense in the world to attack this team on the ground. And we decided to do so in the air. And of course the results were great, but I think there was something trying to be proven by going that route. The, the, the three running backs averaged six yards per uh, combined, yep. six yards per carry. Like they were eating up when they were given yeah. the chance. Yeah. And I was, I was like you, I was surprised that Bam Knight got the the call. I remember when um when Brees Hall went down, everybody was saying, "Oh, Kareem Hunt, let's get James Robinson." Mm-hmm. And I, I was surprised because I thought one Michael Carter carries the load. I honestly thought that. Yeah. I remember before uh, Bam Knight didn't make the active roster. Everybody was dying for Bam Knight to make the roster. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I know everybody hates on Ty Johnson, but we have Ty Johnson, which is serviceable, I guess. So I was really surprised that everybody wanted to run back that badly. I mean, I was happy when we got James Robinson, but I, I didn't think that we were going to be that aggressive where, like, the very next day we went out and got him. Yeah. Do you yeah. think – is he done? I mean, I, I guess now with Michael – James Robinson, like, why is he a healthy scratch? That's what confuses me. Because because when they brought in James Robinson, I haven't heard Robinson, anything. I haven't no, heard anything about it. Neither have I. I. Haven't heard anything. I haven't seen again. Not on the injury report. Nothing. He was a, literally a healthy scratch. Um, so there's there's I don't know what's going on with it, uh, with him. But we were all excited about. And I think the reason they brought in Robinson was purely because they wanted that one-two punch. Uh, James Robinson at the time also has one of the uh, highest like pass blocking grade uh, grades in the NFL. Also the highest efficiency rating in the red zone. So I could see why. They brought him in to be that bell cow, that bell cow guy um, when we get into the red zone. Um, but you cannot replace a Brees Hall, man. Brees Hall is just different, yeah. man. Yeah. He's on a different yeah, stratosphere. Yeah. So I, I think they were trying to go ahead and do that one-two punch aspect. But, yeah, I'm with you. Bam, Bam Knight being on the team, to me, was something that I thought, okay, well, he's going to get elevated. But I, before I thought they were going to go out, out to outsource it, I thought he was going to get brought up from the practice squad. Um and he didn't. They went after Robinson, and I didn't think they didn't. They activated freaking, you know, Bam just this past week. So they went a few weeks, you know what I'm saying, right. with Robinson before they activated Bam. Well, so the I don't thing know. Robinson is everybody was saying, oh, he's such a patient runner. But I was listening yeah. to Brian Costello talk. He was reporting on a, on a show. And um, he said that some of the Jets coaching staff, I don't know if it's frustrating with how patient he is, but they want him to just get vertical. 
Yeah. Right? He goes lateral like, trying to find the, the, the yeah. holes. And Bam Knight is one cut and, and up. And like, he's gone. He's, just, yep. he's gone. So so I think that supposedly they're getting frustrated with James Robinson's running style. I don't know if that if that's necessarily the case. If Michael Carter's out, obviously I'm glad that we have James Robinson to come back yeah. in and fill that void. But it, it, like you said, it, it's it's almost like worrisome that, that you trade for somebody and then three weeks later they're a, they're a healthy scratch. It's, yeah. It leaves a scratch in your head. I mean, I, then you start to wonder, are they trying to avoid having to that six turn into a fifth? Is that what they're doing? They're trying to just, just keep him <laughs> on ice until – which to me, like, it's a, it's a fifth-round pick, right? We've seen yeah. what yeah. Joe Douglas can do with late-round picks, but come on, guys. James Robinson could potentially be on this roster next year um, if he performs, and I thought he had a couple of good games. Uh, I haven't heard that part about the the patient running. I do know it's been frustrating because those those holes do close up fast with mm-hmm. a limited offensive line. It makes sense. It makes sense if he's not hitting those holes like fast enough for for the little bit of time they are open in this particular scheme. Uh, bam, definitely, like you said, man, one cut and gone, man. That guy hits the hole hard. Um, that makes a lot of sense, bro. Because otherwise, it, it I don't know what to say as to why. You know he's a healthy scratch because again, when I realized he wasn't playing, I looked in the injury report; he wasn't on it, and I'm like, "Damn, did he get inactive?" Like I, I thought he was hurt. I, he he wasn't on the injury report. No, if he no, was, no, no, it no. didn't say it on the injury report. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't hurt. No. So, do you think bunching Zach was the right right move though? Yes, hundred percent. Yes. So in in hindsight, I think uh, after again you calm down and you start seeing the the. Especially when you go back and you watch the All-22, man, Zach Wilson's mechanics have just gone to straight just crap, bro. Like, he forgot the most basic of basic aspects of throwing a football. Uh, missing, you know, uh, Braxton Berrios about 10 feet above his head. He did the same thing with Denzel. On screen passes wide open. Like, those aren't, those aren't like, physical but inabilities. He, those are mental. He's been doing that since last year. Facts. But those were blatant, bro. Like, those weren't, like – and they were in important times of the game where we needed to get something going against the Patriots. And I think once that happened, I know the Chicago Bears would have been a great get-right game for him. I think yeah. Coach Sada deciding he's going to pull this quarterback because, like he said, he needs a reset. And the last thing he wanted to do was have him preparing for NFL live games when he himself is not right. He needs a reset. And then you watch that all 22 and you're like, damn, man, he was bad. Like, he was really bad. The miss, the miss, the, the, the lack of – confidence to throw the ball like i think it was one play denzel mims wide open in the in route um into the end zone he could have thrown it anywhere in the end zone denzel mims had plenty of space to go get it he's looking right at denzel mims bro and never pulls the trigger um winds up being a sack and it's it showed he's not confident in his arm not confident in his in, in everything he's been taught what he's seeing yeah that's a that's a hard reset because if he was to come back right now against the bears and played good against that team, and he could get away with it just because he's got extreme arm talent. Is he going to get away against that next week against Minnesota? The final against Buffalo? And you got to think Maybe about Maybe not that. Buffalo, but but that's another reason I wanted Zach to continue because I felt like you said this was a get-right game for Zach. Mm-hmm. And Zach, his fundamentals are, are shot. Nobody yeah. can argue that with those open. But he's also played against top pass defenses since he got back from his injury. It's like it's, it's just a crazy coincidence that he's been playing against the best pass defenses in the league. And then he finally ends up with two games in a row against really poor pass defenses. And this is when Mike White gets to start. Like, Mike White's going to shine this weekend, I think, also. Because the Vikings have the 31st ranked pass defense. Yeah. Like, Only it's Detroit's very worse. Bad. 
guys. Only so, Detroit is worse. And we got Detroit in like two weeks after Week that. Week after next. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Mike White has like landed in the perfect position to shine. And I, I feel like nobody's taking that into account. Would, would Mike White look this good against the Broncos? Maybe not. Against the Packers? Maybe not. Like Maybe not. so I, I and again, I don't think that Zach Wilson would have played as well as Mike White did, but I don't think Mike White would have looked as good against some of these defenses either. So it's like you gotta give and take here. So but, so for um, me, I think it's this, right? I, I think yeah. that right now, based off of where the current the current Jets are standing, it's it's a teaching, it's a humbling lesson for for Zach, and it needs to get him back to his roots. Now I do say I will say this. You look at Mike White play the, the quarterback position in this offense, and you look at Zach Wilson, and it's two different players in the same scheme. Mike White sees more calm, more collected, understands how to maneuver the pocket. He'll step up, you know what I'm saying? Step to the left. Zach Wilson, he's spinning around, he's running around, trying to create stuff. And I think that goes to show, like, look, Zach, look at look at Mike. He's not as mobile as you are, and yet he has enough time to get rid of the ball by moving up into the pocket. And I think it's the thing where you saw Zach Wilson last year watching from the sidelines when he was injured because in the beginning he looked erratic, lost, confused, like the game was too much for him, came back, it slowed down. You saw a very efficient Zach Wilson towards the back end. And I, I don't know, maybe he's that guy that just needs to rem- be reminded every now and again, like, bruh, you're freaking out out there when you don't have to. And the same well, exact Zach scheme, Wilson creates people, his own pressure. He does. Yeah, he's literally has spun out into pressure like numerous yeah. times this season, run into pressure. And I think – I think that goes a long way for – if Mike White starts to struggle at any point, I think they're going to use that opportunity to give Zach another shot. I do. I don't think, I don't think they're going to hesitate. If, if Mike White struggles against Buffalo, I think he's going to have a good game against Minnesota. I think Buffalo next week is going to be more of a challenge because everybody's healthy on that defense. That's going to be a problem. It's I in think Buffalo. If, they want some payback for sure. Yep. They're solid. They're so I think that game. Mike White plays bad. I think you see Zach come back against the Detroit Lions, which, again, a good get-right game for him because that defense is trash. Um, but if it allows him to kind of refocus, reset, and realize, okay, I do have enough time to scan the field. If Mike can do it and I have more mobility, better arm strength than he can, I can hit the – you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that should reset him seeing somebody else with the same people, same weapons, same system operating. Hopefully it helps him kind of like reset – and refocus and, and trust what he sees when he gets back out there. All right, hear me out here. All right. <clears throat> I understand that Zach Wilson is the second overall pick. I understand that Zach Wilson has the higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. Does any part of you, because this is what's been happening to me, and it's irrational, I know, but does any part of you kind of see what's happening with Mike White and then you have visions of Nick Foles, Kurt Warner, like – you know, brand. and and it's like I wanted that last year. I wanted it to be what was happening. I was like, maybe that's our turn, because like even with like people that aren't necessarily end up making the Super Bowl or the championship, but like Mark Bolger came out of absolutely nowhere, ended yep. up being the starting quarterback for the Rams for a bunch of years. Like Facts. that happens to so many teams, but never us. And I and a little part of me is like, maybe, why not us? Maybe we get and- our, our Jeff Hostetler. Like who knows? It's that's the thing, though, brother. I've, I've literally said this, right? I've actually posted this on Twitter. I posted this ER Nick Foles, R. Kurt Warner, like because it it's like it's like it's lined up for that kind of a story, right? Like you you have the franchise guy that's not defense. playing well or he gets injured and he he needs to take a step back. But the defense is elite. You've got weapons on the offense. The running game is good. And then you just need a quarterback to kind of just get in there and then 
put it all together, Zach Wilson has been erratic, to say the least, right? And now yep. you get freaking Mike White, our Kurt Warner, our Nick Foles. He comes through, and we ride him all the way to an AFC championship game, go to the Super Bowl. I think, I think Mike White can be that guy, bro. But you're right, it's never happened to the Jets. We've, we've not been blessed enough to have a Kurt Warner or Mark Bolger or uh, a freaking Nick Foles, right? Like, it, it, and this would be that time where you're seeing a guy that, again, on Sunday, he looked really good, bro. And I know it was he the did. Bears. But he looked really good. He he did exactly but, what you expect no a good quarterback player to do to like a bad team. Nobody else. Nobody else. Maybe and people Tua, are taking I that. I, have to, I, don't, I have No, to I did. Tua that. did not look that good. Nope. Tua did not look that good. I think Tua was the second closest with like a 98 QBR. He looked, he looked good, but not as good as Mike White did. Like, Mike White literally has the highest QBR of the season um, in a game. Off of that game. Like, of the season in a game. So, like, to me, bro, like, and, and, and again, they didn't have to go through the air to win that game. They could have right. ran the game. They could have ran yeah. the ball and won that game. So, but, I almost but, feel like it was. They a, ran, like, the typical West Coast offense where, like, the short passing game is basically a running game. Yes. Because he had a lot of short completions. He did. He did. But in all like swatting, when you have playmakers, that's all you need. Yes, and, th- and that's yes. what I'm saying. Like Zach Wilson is always looking for the big play. You see it. You see him miss a lot of checkdowns. He doesn't go ahead. He's always looking, look, and then boom, he's sacked, right? Or he runs into a sack trying to extend the play to look for the big play. But look what happens when you can move the ball. You force the defense to play honest. They got to come up, and then it opens stuff to the intermediate, and then the long game. Zach Wilson has to learn to take those short to medium and be accurate doing it. <laughs> has to be accurate doing it. We need to learn to take those. The difference between this year's Mike White and last year's Mike White. Last year's Mike White came in because Zach Wilson was injured. So yes. when he came in, we we still had belief that we had our guy in Zach Wilson. So we yes. saw that Mike White game. We got excited. And then the Colts game came. Again, first drive, touchdown, excited, mm-hmm. gets injured. That shit sucks. Then the Bills game happens. And then everybody's like, okay, well, that was fun. And we, we don't know what Mike White is exactly. We don't know if he's Bengals or Buffalo, but we're good to move on back to Zach Wilson. Yes. But that's not this year. This year, that's not going to fly because nope. half of the Jets fan base, if not more, are kind of like, okay, I kind of know what Zach Wilson is or what he's not. If Mike White is balling, I don't care how he plays against the Bills. I want to keep seeing him perform. I want to give him a nice sample size because last year we didn't give him that sample size. After no. that Bills game, what do we do? We ended up bringing Joe Flacco in to start. Zach Wilson wasn't yeah. even ready yet. No. It, it, Mike White didn't get benched for Zach Wilson. He got benched for Joe Flacco, for Joe Flacco against the Dolphins. Right. So I think this year, if Mike White performs even half as well as he did against the Bears, against the Vikings, I don't care how that Bills game goes. As a fan, I wouldn't be happy to see him benched against the Lions. I, I want to see Mike White play the rest of the season. Like, for unless, better or worse. Unless he, unless he has, like, two or three really bad games, I agree with you. I, like, consecutively. You got to give it to me yes, consecutively. Yes, like, yes, I, I, yes. I need to see him just just shit the, the bed two games in a row. But otherwise, I'm with you, man. I would like to ride this kid all the way to the freaking playoffs. I want to see what Mike White can do back on the line. He's fighting for a contract. You know what I'm saying? I looked at some of his – um of his uh, college uh, scouting tape, right? And, and, and some mm-hmm. of the stuff they talked about was how he was trash his first couple of years, right? Like, 
real strong arm. He he was supposed to be a freaking I don't know if you know like a a, a pitcher, like major league baseball pitcher wanted him. He had that kind of an arm. I did not. I did not. Yeah, and then he it wasn't until like his he redshirted and then his junior year technically he comes out career game because he knew he had to perform or he was done. Literally, it was to say that he understood this was his last chance to prove what he's about. Bro, he was the comeback player, all freaking whatever conference he was in. Um, and then the second year, did it again. I think Mike White right now, like you just said, understands right now he's been chosen to be the starting quarterback. Not because out of necessity, not because the, the starter got hurt. No, but we think you give us the better chance to win games now. And I think that's a different level of confidence you, you portray on somebody that doesn't have to think in the back of his head like, oh, man, I mean, hell, moment he's better, I'm coming off the field anyway. He knows now if I keep playing well, this could I'm be my team. That. Right. This could be you, my team. Do you think that's why Salah kind of didn't want to commit to him? He's like, nah, Zach Wilson will still look at in eventually. It's like burning a little fire under Mike White. It's like. Yeah. I mean, you got to, right? Yeah. You, you got to. You got to let him know like, hey, man, it's yours until you lose it. It's yours until you lose it. I know they're telling us until Zach's ready, but I do believe wholeheartedly that he knows, Coach Sada knows, Coach LaFleur knows, that it's Mike White's position to lose. They're not going to – Zach Wilson could be ready to go this week, next week. doesn't matter. If Mike White is playing well, I do believe Mike White is our quarterback through until, like I said before, I, I think for, for me it would it need to be two consecutive games. I don't know if the same sentiment for the coaching staff, but for me, if he has two consecutive bad games, that's impacting But, but how our many ability. games do we give Zach Wilson? He played seven. Of those seven, I want to say five and two. just about like five or six of them were fucking horrible. Like, yeah, 100%. We never really We never really talked about it because we were winning. We're winning. So, like, it's like, okay, he'll get it eventually. But, like, yeah. if we would have been losing, we would have been killing them. We would have been killing them. But because he wasn't bad. playing well. Yeah. No. And the thing is, this, like, so I, I'm one of the biggest Zach supporters. You know this. And I was yes. the one making excuses like, oh, well, he had that great comeback in, against the Steelers. Against the Steelers, yeah. Oh, he, he did a great job not turning the ball <laughs> over against the Dolphins, right? And like, the, yeah. And against the Bills. Look how well he just didn't lose the game for us, bro. Like, like said, it wasn't lose the game. It wasn't like I was like, oh, my God, Zach balled out. We, he just won us that. No, it was like, man, he didn't lose it for us. Did you see that? That, yeah. And when you're when you spend the second overall pick on a quarterback, bro, you shouldn't be excited because game. he right. didn't lose you the game. Right, right, right. But we're we're such we're so quarterback thirsty as a fan base we're so that we're battered, bro. Like man, that 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 fourth quarter against the Steelers, even though the first three quarters he was trash, just trash. <laughs> that fourth quarter against the Steelers, boy, that boy balled out. He won us that game. Hey, look, like, who are you he, talking to? I was I was like, hey. You know how everybody talks about that two against the Ravens fourth quarter? That was ours. That was our guy. I, I that was, was trying to that was our comparison. Guy. And let me tell you something. Bruh. Two of them scored 28 in that. What, Zach got like two touchdowns maybe? Two touchdowns, yeah. bro. And we were like, we were about to freaking, man. <laughs> we, we had coined him. The, he's him. He's him. That's it. That's it. He's him. Mediocre. That's how starved we are as a fan base for yes, a quarterback, bro. I agree. And it wasn't I until I saw Mike White play on Sunday. Nope. I'm sitting there watching the game on Sunday. And I'm not even like celebrating. I'm just sitting here in awe. Like, we could have had this all season, maybe potentially. Like, could we have this level of play? And that's all I kept asking myself the whole time because I have not seen the offense look like that all year. And and then I go back I, I have and I'm a stat for like, you. Man. oh god, go ahead, shoot. Maybe you and you know what and and. Let me preface this by saying I hate that whenever you kind of compliment like uh, 
Mike White or something, it almost feels like you're trashing Zach Wilson. That's not my intent at all. But it might sound this But but it might sound this way. Okay. All right. Let's let's hear it. All right. So Elijah Moore, second season. Garrett Wilson, first season. Correct. Uh-huh. Combined, they have ten career touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. Okay. How many of those ten do you think were passes from Zach Wilson? Uh, okay, so you said there's ten. I know for a fact Elijah got his first one. That's one. Both of Garrett's this week, so three of them are out. First game, it was two, three. So I think six total are gone. So f- f- no, not even three. Three of them were thrown by Zach Wilson. No, four. One. Four. One was thrown no by Zach Wilson. No way. Out of those 10 touchdowns, only one of those touchdown passes come from Zach Wilson. He has no chemistry with Elijah Moore. I think that's obvious. Well, yeah. That's Elijah Moore, dis- once Zach Wilson came back from his injury last season, Elijah, Elijah Moore disappeared. disappeared. He disappeared. And then true. when Joe Flacco – Joe Flacco, I think he was leading the league in pass attempts those first three weeks. He, he threw was for like a billion yards. Uh, was it against the Ravens or the Browns? Yeah, he had all those touchdowns. He threw that like, what two touchdowns to Garrett Wilson in that Browns game. Yep, in that Browns Garrett Wilson game. has two touchdowns this past game. That's four. So there's only been one touchdown, and you know what? I I forgot I forgot if it was to Elijah Moore or if it was to Garrett Wilson, but it was only one out of those ten combined. That's a crazy stat, bro. That's insane. I did not know that stat. That's insane. Yeah. So Zach Wilson. Is, you know, what's another thing? Zach Wilson's obsessed with Braxton Barrios a little bit. <laughs> Too much so. I, bro, he is, though. They're boys. They're boys. But, yeah, come on, man. You look for Braxton, like- Braxton Barrios is good. And I love Braxton Barrios. I love so what he brings to the team. But he's no Elijah Moore. He's no Garrett Wilson. Like, but what Braxton do- Barrios has been getting the Elijah Moore snaps. Because that's – I'm assuming that's got to be – Okay, so then I have to ask you a question. Do you think – do you think Coach LaFleur – and Coach Sala have actually catered to Zach Wilson's preference when it comes to running the offense. Didn't because... they hire this guy? I forgot what his name was last year, just to be on the sideline next to Zach Wilson, like his personal, um, like his personal. Yeah, QB yeah. Uh, I forget his name, I but yeah, it was the guy. Hired somebody that he was just to stand next to him, basically. Just to the whole stand thing. next to him. No, that's a lot of coddling to me. It is. It is. I feel like well, you know a lot of coddling. I feel like we don't know his personality as well as we thought we did. I thought yeah, he was just facts. cocky and had a swagger. But – and, you know, again, I don't want to shit on him. I don't know. Maybe the teammates do love him. But you remember when the, they beat the Browns? Uh-huh. I don't know if you saw the video clips of the locker room afterward, how everybody was jumping around Joe Flacco. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike White just won this past game in the Same post-game thing. interview. Everybody's jumping on him. Yeah. I, and again, maybe it has happened, and I just haven't seen it, or I don't remember. We haven't seen it. I, I don't it remember the locker room jumping and celebrating Zach Wilson like they have Joe Flacco or Mike White this season. Because we haven't and, seen it. And maybe, again, maybe because we haven't seen it, maybe it has happened. I'm just saying it seems like maybe not that Zach Wilson is unlikable, but Mike White seems to be so much more likable. They right. love they love Mike, man. They love Mike in that locker room. And I'll tell you this. I, I think – so, uh, Stephen A. Smith, I know we hate his guts. He's not very, very smart when it comes to football. I, I like him. Just, when he talks basketball, I like him. Basketball, I'm down to listen. Football, yeah. I'm like, what are you talking – but yeah. he did make a pretty good point this past week. So, Stephen okay. A. Smith said um, – and I'm just going to paraphrase. He said, okay. did you guys see those, those, those players in the locker room? He goes – 
usually in a locker room environment, you know what I'm saying, if somebody that you like or respected just lost your job, you're not that exuberant about how much you're happy for the person that replaced them. You don't show it like that. You're not that uh, voiceless about that voice about it. And he's 100% right. Like, even when Tom Brady was winning games, you know what I'm saying, when he took over for freaking Drew Bledsoe, you didn't see a lot of people celebrating with Tom like, like that. Right, Drew Bledsoe was still loving it. I don't think Belichick allows anybody to celebrate. Period. Well, well, they you could if you go back and watch some of those games, you see a little bit of celebration at least on the sidelines. You know what I'm saying with Drew Bledsoe, but and then but it makes sense though, right? Like these guys have been very blatantly loud about how happy they are to have Mike White as the quarterback. In fact, Elijah Moore literally stated, "This is what he said." This is what the New York Jets offense should is supposed to look like. This is what we practice. This is what we're training for. This is how I, we I heard that. We I heard be. that. And that I was like, that was loud. That was that loud, was loud to me. bro. That was loud. And then you know what? And then now I sit back and I look at myself and I'm like, damn, when he requested a trade, is is it because they've catered the offense or limited the offense, so to speak, to, to cater to Zach Wilson? Because Possible, he wanted sure. to say stuff, he couldn't say stuff. Said, "Just trade me." Like, and it, and it seemed so out of pocket, so out of character. And we crucified, we crucified Elijah Moore. Um, and I still think that was not the right way to go about it. I still think when I you're agree. on a winning streak, there, there's no, there's no way to. I can't get over that. But I agree. You, again, you got to look at it now. Okay, I'm at the, that ten thousand, you know, feet like view. I can see everything. The, the how loud they were to include CJ Uzama. That talked about like this offense is supposed to operate like this. Like that seems almost as if they're all saying like we've been operating with one hand tied behind our backs, and now you've all kind of seen it. Because again, I wasn't expecting the Jets to to win by that much. I wasn't expecting the offense to look like that. Um, I don't care who the quarterback was. Didn't right. that, that didn't see in my mind three hundred plus yards, seventy eight percent completion rating, freaking three touchdowns. I did not see that being the case. And right, right. they beat them so convincingly that I'm like, damn, okay. It looked almost too easy. That was Mike White's first start of the season. It was in pouring rain, and it looked that easy? That's crazy to me. And, and then Coach Sala said, yeah. hey, Mike White, makes, uh, Mike White makes what's easy look even easier. Like he said that he in his press easy. conference. Yeah, he takes yeah and easy. I'm like – Man, all right, and it got me. It's got me had my head spinning all week trying to figure out like, okay, is that is Zach Wilson being pretty much pampered a little bit when it comes to this offense? I it, it's hard to pick negatives out of this past game because I felt like we dominated. Yeah, but there is one negative that I have. But I was before I tell you mine. I was wondering if you have. Do you have any negatives coming out of this game? Um, I will say this. So there was a couple. There was about two throws where I think Mike White did get lucky off of. Right, one of them. Oh yeah, he, he um, got. Should, I think it was Eddie Jackson should have had one. The, yeah, the Eddie Jackson should have had an interception, and it just went right between his hands. So it was just mm-hmm. like the football god saying, "Not today," and right, he right, right. just missed it because that was an it literally boom right yeah. between his hands, and, and then it was caught by uh, Garrett Wilson off of the tip drill. Um, and then there was one, the touchdown for Garrett Wilson where. That was in traffic. Yeah, yeah, and that was in traffic. Mm -hmm. And I think if Eddie Jackson is there, he just he just lights because Garrett was signed to get injured on that play. He did. That's what I'm saying. If that injury doesn't happen, I think Eddie Jackson lights up Garrett Wilson, and I think that put him in a position to where he could have been exposed potentially for a big hit. Uh, Those were the two plays I did not like, but you can literally find two to five plays every quarterback Every every game. 
every quarterback. Yeah. So in, in hindsight, it was still a great game, but those were the two ones that I was just like, man, you got lucky there, and damn, you almost killed our wide receiver in that one. But Eddie Jackson got hurt, unfortunately. This is, this, this is the negative that I found, <clears throat> and it's nitpicking probably, but it, okay. this is what I found. Last week, I said if Trevor Simeon starts this game, we shut out the Bears. They don't score on us. And I and I've, I felt that way, and I still feel like it should have been that way. That's true. I felt like the defense came out, Staggered. and it's like they were they, they were half a – I don't know if they – I think they might have taken them for granted, especially when Justin Fields didn't suit up. I, th- I think so. And, and they just went down the field and scored quickly. On the first yep. two drives, 10 points. And that made – that got me a little worried just because this defense is young, and I don't want them to be feeling themselves just quite yet, that they're like, you know what, we got this. Like, I don't want them – I don't want that. Like, I still want you to be hungry. Anybody that's on the other side of the field, it doesn't matter how bad the record is, any given Sunday, they can light you up. So Facts. don't allow. And and that was the one negative. And, again, it was only 10 points after that. Shut them out the complete game. I still think they should have shut them out the entire game. It should have been zero. I, that's what I thought yeah. before the game. And so th- right now I still think. But that is w- the one negative I thought that I felt like they were playing with their food. Like they, they, they maybe didn't take them that seriously and it was like a wake-up call. Like, oh, shit, they put up 10 points pretty quick. Let's yeah. get on our shit. So I think that I, I, was the I, only negative for me. That's a very good point, actually. Uh, I didn't even think of it like that. I was thinking about the offense when you asked the question. But, yeah, the defense, way better. Way better than anything they had on offense. Justin Fields mm-hmm. is out there. I was expecting them to score 10 to 17 points. Because Justin Fields yeah, me too. has yeah. that next gear, bro. Like, it, I, I figured you, we had to respect the run. It was going to allow some mismatches in the, in the secondary. He was going to probably get us for 10 to 17 points. That was my thought process of that game. Mm-hmm. Trevor Simeon, I'm with you. I didn't think he was going to score once. I thought we were going to feast on him, sack City, a couple of interceptions. But you're right. Our boys came out stagnant. It's like you said, I think they might have gotten a little bit cocky in the head of themselves. Like, oh, it's just Trevor. We'll be okay. Yeah. But right. the thing I will say this, like the Jets of the past, Right, would have completely allowed that to dictate how they would play the rest of the game. Right, like you would have seen yeah. that shit for four quarters, and you would have been like, "Man, this is." Some... But you, you're right; they fixed it, and then they shut them out in the first, second half. They didn't score a single point in the second half. And after, I think, that, after that second drive, where they got the field goal, they didn't score drive. again. You're right. You're right. After yeah. the second drive, the second drive, and I think that's telling of just how much the adjustments are in the mentality of this team when they realize, like, all right. That that's not ha- they got that's not happening again. These guys aren't that good, and then they knew, and then they played the game. But right. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. This defense, bro. I think this defense literally allows us to be in any game we play, any game we play. I, I'm not scared of any offense the way these guys are playing, um, and that's something we haven't been able to say since the days of Darrell Revis. Like that's cool. how, it, like that's how intense, impactful, and good this defense has been. Well, I, I have this conversation with Manny, uh, the bearded fanatic, because he, he does this show with me, and then we do the Finn show, right? So we do both shows. Yep. And I have, I've had this conversation with him the last couple of weeks. I feel like the Dolphins need to win the division in order to have a chance in the playoffs because their defense on the road completely sucks. They're horrible on the, on the road. They're really bad. At yeah. home, they play better defensively, but on the road, they're horrible. The Jets have a good defense anywhere they go. Yeah, defense travels. Good defense so, is exactly. travels. A good defense and a good run game. Yep. So I think that we're better suited if we have to go on the road to go ahead and win a road playoff game. Yep. So I think that we're in a good spot no matter where we land. 
if we if the, actually if the playoffs started today, we'd be playing the Dolphins in Miami. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie to you, I I I would like that game. In fact, I I actually think I have a theory, bro. I actually think the last game of the season between the the Jets and be the, for the division? Dolphins for the division. I think it's gonna be for the AFC East division. I've heard a lot of people um, saying that. I don't know. I still think the Bills end up getting it. Um, Man, I don't know, man. Josh Allen, the last like, even the game they just won, bro. He, uh, he, he was not an asset in that game, right? He had a couple of big throws, and that, that kind of like made up for it. But man, he doesn't. I think we broke him. I think the Jets defense <laughs> broke Josh Allen, bro. Like, I, I serious. I since that game, he has not looked at all like the Josh Allen of the previous games of the season, bro. Like, isn't he, looked, isn't he tied for the league league in in, in turnovers with in, Matt Ryan? Turnovers, yeah. I think I think he leads it unless Matt Ryan caught up last night. It's possible. You could be right. Yeah, I know he's in the lead. I know that he was in the lead. Maybe they tied it. Maybe maybe it's a tie. <laughs> but since playing us, bro, we, we broke that dude, dog. He has not played <laughs> football the way he was playing before playing us. And it sounds naive of me to say it, but I'm like really excited to play these guys next week. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not. Mm-mm. You're not, bro. I no. I was not I was expecting for us to get swept if, by the if Buffalo we Bills. beat yeah, so was I if if we beat the Vikings. And Mike White looks really good. I'm probably going to be extremely hyped for that game. But I need to see how this Minnesota game comes out. Like, I need to see Mike White do it again. Even though I think he should because of the Vikings defense. Right. I I need to see it first. Now, you brought up the old Jets, right? How how we're not the old Jets anymore. Now, I did have this one question that it's killing me inside just because I see everybody think so differently for me. Okay. Everybody is asking for a primetime game. Let's get flexed into Sunday Night Football. Let's get flexed into Sunday Night Football. They just announced that in two weeks, instead of us getting flexed, it's going to be the Dolphins and Chargers. They just got flexed into Sunday Night Football. Okay. So the Jets and Bills game is going to stay at 1 o'clock. Okay. I don't want primetime. I don't either. (laughs) Why do I want primetime? Let me just go under the radar. Like, why? Yep. Like, why? And I I think people have forgotten our our primetime history. It's not good. no, and, and you know what? I, I, I'm going to read it out to you a second just yeah. because I had to look it up. So I got yeah. the last what, five or six seasons. So last year, mm-hmm. Thursday night football against the Colts, we lost 45-30. The year before that, Broncos, Thursday night football, lost 37-28. That same season, Monday night football, Patriots, 30-27. And then we had 2019, Browns, Monday night football, we lost 23-3. 2019, Patriots, Monday Night Football, 33-0. 2019, Thursday Night Football, Ravens, 42-21, another loss. Browns, Thursday Night Football in 2018, 21-17. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. The last seven primetime games we've played, we've lost. Then the game before that was the Lions, which we beat with Sam Darnold's debut. That's right. I remember that game. Then the year before that, 2017, we won against the Bills on Thursday Night Football. I believe that was the colorblind game where everybody was criticizing yeah. them because they didn't take the blue and red jerseys into account. Yeah, it was a bad, it was horrible. But yeah, and then in 2016, we went uh, two and one, uh, one and two. We lost to the Colts 41 to 10. We lost to the Cardinals 28 to three, and then we beat the Bills on Thursday Night Football 37 31. So as you can see, we lose a lot on prime time, We're and when we lose, nine we lose in ugly. Prime time. Yeah, no, I don't we want lose, We lose I'm ugly, bro. I don't want it. I don't want more people to be aware of what this team can do, right? The exactly. team that, like, let's, I really let's think that the, the radar. 
yeah, let's, let's be under the radar. You focus on us when you know you got to play us in a week. I don't want you sitting back on a Thursday night as a team we got to play thinking, damn, yo, these boys look good. Hey, coach, we might need to do this. I don't want any of that. I don't want any extra smoke. I don't want any extra focus. Keep doubting us. Keep thinking we're the underdogs. We're the that's Jets. It. I like it. You know what I'm saying? And just focus on us the week you're supposed to be playing us. And I think that's just going to benefit us, man. I'm not to mention we have a young roster. We do. And I, I know the primetime games are coming because I, there's no way next year we're not going to get a couple. Oh, no, for I sure. Think I think the next Jets year we're going to get year, bro, We're going to get a couple next year. So let, let our guys now just, just get stay comfortable, stay in their group. we got a lot of kids on this team. I don't need them being in prime time and people are real like having eyes on them. I don't want to being too big for them. I will yeah, tell you, know you. Yeah. I, I am almost a hundred percent sure. Almost a hundred percent sure that if there's seeding involved, that Jets Dolphins game at the end of the year gets flexed into Sunday night football. Oh, hundred percent. No, I think you're right. I think hundred percent that's gonna happen. And I, I'm Especially telling you, bro, for the I AFC East title, like you said. I'm telling I you, bro. Think that that's gonna be and it'll be the first Sunday night football game in eleven years. Bro, I'm, I'm dead serious. I really believe it's going to be for the AFC East. I think it's going to come down to the Dolphins or the Jets. And the reason why I say that is because I think, again, the way Josh Allen's been playing, you play against a good defense. He's gotten lucky this past game against a crappy defense. I'm sorry, man. I think we can beat him. I think the Dolphins can beat him. I'm, I'm, in fact, as much as I'm hoping the Patriots beat them to, on Thursday night, I'm not sure they will beat them. Like, I, just, I just think a defense right now that, that's worth a damn is going to give them fits. Well, let's let's look at the the Bills schedule. They got the Patriots coming up this week. Uh-huh. You think the Bills win or the Patriots? I think the Bills win that, but it wouldn't shock me if the Patriots win that game. Then they got us. I I I, I want to say we have a I chance. I want to say but, we have a chance. I do think, I think they'll beat us still. Right. So let's say so that at that point they've won two. Then they have the Dolphins in Buffalo. They're going to come the out beat them. so no, not in Buffalo. Bro, I'm they, telling they're you, they're gonna come out so hyped to beat the Dolphins. They got payback on their mind from that from that hot game in the beginning of the year where they were dying on the field and, and they just I ran out of time. That, I think that's what's gonna cause them to 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 get you to catch a no. I think because like you just said, 100. percent You saw after they lost that game, the the coach in the freaking yeah, <laughs> the boot yeah. smashing. And you saw and Josh Dorsey, Allen. Yep, yep mm-hmm. bro. I think because they wanted that bad is why they're gonna lose against the Miami Dolphins. Okay. So, you say Dolphins. Okay, that's fine. Then they got the Bears. I don't think Justin Fields plays too much more this year. Yeah. That's, that's another fine. win. That's another win. Then they got the Bengals, which they might lose. They might lose that one. Mm-hmm. And then they got the Patriots at the end of the year. I think the Patriots are going to take one from them. And it, the, okay. whichever one's at Patriots' house, the Patriots are going to win. So, we're looking – so, what you're saying, out of the six games, we're looking at four three and, and two possible. Three and three. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Three the Patriots. Three. Yeah. Yep. three and three. Mm-hmm. Three and three gets them at eleven wins. Yep, I think that's enough to win the the division. But look at our schedule. I think we're going to get to eleven wins. Eleven wins? Do you think so? No, look at our schedule. I I I, I mean I think I have it memorized, but I'm going to pull it up yeah. just in case. The only teams uh, that scare me on our schedule right now are the Bills and the Dolphins. Those are the only two teams that I look at. I'm like, ah, they make me nervous. We got the Lions. We got the Jacksonville right. Jaguars. Both at home. Both at home. Oh, the, the, the Seahawks game in Seattle. We played horrible in Seattle. We did, but that's we, and, we, and, we ain't the same. We ain't the same Jets, bro. That's true, but and, and whenever we, we saw them taking L against Oakland, so- <laughs> Oakland just beat them, bro. Look, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. You know what? What another issue with this game is? It's on January first. 
We got a young team. You think our yeah. kids aren't going to go out and party on New Year's? No, man. I, I I believe in our coaching staff. I believe that they are going to talk to these young kids and they're going to know, like, look, New Year's the is The same kids all, but... that were just playing with their food against the Bears? Yeah, touche. <laughs> <laughs> touche. I don't know. Touché. That, that, that Seahawks uh, game has me worried. That Bills game, obviously. The Dolphins game, I guess. And then the Vikings, I think we should – have a chance, but I'm not gonna say we're guaranteed to win that that Vikings game either because I, I think we're going four and two. I think we're going four um, and two. This this. Well, this, I guess. This all right. Well, I guess this is the perfect segue. So let's let, let's close this out. Let's get into this Vikings game. Okay, bet. So we have the Vikings. They are then what? They're nine and two at this point, correct? They're nine and two, correct. And I, for some reason, I just don't take them that seriously as a nine and two team. You know who yeah. they remind me of? Remember that Steelers team that started like eight and zero a couple years ago? Yeah, they like frauds. barely made the playoffs. Or yeah. did they even? Or they might have even missed. <laughs> they the play- I don't remember. They made the playoffs. They, they were like they made the hard. But they barely made it after starting eight and zero. I feel like that's what I'm getting. Like, it's hard to believe that a team can be nine and two but have one of the worst defenses in the league. In the league, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't add up. Doesn't and then the up. fact, and it's not like they have the best offense in the league because nope. if it's like the Chiefs, if it's like Patrick Mahomes in the worst yeah. defense. Then it makes sense. Yeah, they don't necessarily have the best offense in the league either. So I'm not really they're, sure. They're number nine, they're number ten. Uh, it's got to be their schedule, right? Whatever. Every time I see that, I'm like, man, I, who have they beaten? Could you okay. look at that real quick? Oh, look. Yeah. So who they beat they the beat? Packers week one, 23-7. We are, we are, we now know no. that that's not that impressive because the Packers are no, not that good. Packers aren't the same. Nope. Then they lost to the Eagles. Understandable. Makes sense. Then they beat the Lions by four. Okay. They beat Barely. the Saints by three. Again, they beat the team. Bears by seven. Bum team. They beat the Dolphins by eight, and that's with uh, Skylar Thompson. Okay, they there it beat, is. I was saying, uh... They beat the Vike. I'm sorry. They beat the Cardinals by eight again. Kyle, Wait, they're not that great. Kyler Murray wasn't playing either that game. That's when he was hurt, right? Was it? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, and Kyler Murray just got back after a four week hiatus. They beat the Commanders. I think that was before Tyler Heineke. Yep, before him. So, again, so not impressive. They him, and they beat him by three. They yep. beat the Bills by three with that miracle Justin miracle Jefferson. Fourth, Justin Jefferson catch. Pass. Yep. They got Molly Watt by the Cowboys, 40 to three. Yeah, that was a beatdown, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then they beat the Patriots on, on Thanksgiving by seven. Yeah, but that so was barely – and the this, Patriots' offense looked like they were freaking, you know, the real Jones threw for 320. Like, something bro. Had the yeah. career game against them. So, bro. The Vikings are not scary. Look at who they have. They beaten anybody except for the they beat the Bills. You said they beat the Bills. Yeah, right? they, they beat the Bills so on the, that fourth down play. That's the only impressive win. So the only team they've beaten over five hundred was the Bills and the Dolphins. At the time, yeah, they were. They never. They were never. So yeah, but that was also with freaking Skylar Thompson. So I don't want to play I, that game because I try to take credit for the Jets beating them anyway, even though it was Skylar Thompson. Yeah, but bro, you know what? Whenever somebody talks crap about the Jets beating anybody, I'm like, we have the worst quarterback in the league when it happened. You know, Zach Wilson you. is thirty. You know, before we get into the Vikings, quarterback. Yes. <laughs> before we get into yes, before we get into the Vikings, thank you because yeah. I didn't want to forget to do this. Everybody that says that we are only beating backup quarterbacks. Needs yeah. to take into account that our team is seven and four with playing with backup quarterbacks. Like it's not like we have a franchise quarterback right no. now. Zach Wilson, like you said, there's 32 starters and he's ranked like 34, 35th. 30, the 35th, bro. 35th, 35th. starter in the so league. He's, he's ranked 35th, and we're still seven and four. And then now we're winning with Mike White again, another backup quarterback. Another backup. QB so three. Yes, we're, we beat a couple backup quarterbacks, but we're also starting. 
backup quarterback. These teams can't beat our backup quarterback. So stop taking credit away from the Jets when we're beating you with our backups. Yep, that's exactly what I've been. I've realized that I was sitting there like, man, everyone got jokes about that, but Zach Wilson's third, the thirty-fifth ranked quarterback. There's thirty-two teams in the NFL. That should tell you something. There's backups playing better than Zach Wilson. And then I went back and I was like, damn, wow. We're beating you with no quarterback. How does that yeah. make you feel? Like, okay, great. We've only beaten backups. Well, we did it without a quarterback. Literally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're a good team. Guy. Like, an overall team. When you overall can hide team. having a, a, a bad quarterback, you That's, better be scared if we you're find a, great a good team. quarterback. You're a, if, if you can do that, bro, you're a great team because we've great. done it. If Mike White ends up being average, average to above Just average, average, or if he doesn't and we end up finding a good quarterback to come be – I'm Watch sorry. Out. You better be scared of the Jets. Watch out. That's yeah. just his. 100%. All right, so what are you thinking as far as, as this so, game? I'm glad that we just went over that because that, that kind of made me like, made me feel even better about feeling good about this team, about this game. So, so again, they've beaten one team – well, two teams, right? Miami Dolphins without Tua, and they've beaten the Buffalo Bills um, because of a miracle catch, the, the catch of the decade by Justin Jefferson. Yeah, gave them a shot though. at that game. And then the, the ridiculous fumble by, by – so many things had to go right for them to get that win. Well, that, so that, many that's things. right. The ball inside the end zone. Yeah. yeah, bro. Like, Josh Allen fumbles in the end zone, gives them a free touchdown. So, with that said, man, like, I was already talking about beating them by, by a score. I do believe – I do believe Dalvin Cook's the truth. I do believe Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in this league. I do believe that what the Dallas Cowboys did to them is <laughs> – is very possible what the Jets can do to them. But – we're a younger team. And with that being said, I have the Jets beating these guys 27 to 14. I'm sorry, 27 to 21. 27 21, New York Jets get the win against the uh, Minnesota Vikings. You know, I don't think people are scared of Sauce Gardner yet. They keep, they they keep, keep trying them. Yeah. But, and I, I think they're going to try. They tried it with, with Diggs. It worked the first play. The first, and then yep. Sauce, Sauce wasn't was like, on him the rest of the game. Sauce had him four more times, um, and then he kept switching DJ, to the opposite yeah, side. Yeah, DJ Reed was the one that, that yeah, held him in check the rest of that game. Yeah. Now, I don't know if, if – if, uh, do you think they're going to do that again against with Justin Jefferson? Like, if he gets the I, best I, I can Sauce. see that because I think I think you're going to see them attack Sauce early, just like the, the, the Bills did. I think Sauce is probably better prepared for it now than he was before playing freaking – at that point in time – I think Stephon Diggs is a top two receiver, top three receiver in the league, right? People think I'm crazy. They'll say it's freaking Jamar Chase or Tyreek Hill. But I think he's like top two, top three. And I think him getting the best of Sauce Gardner on that first play was an eye-opener for Sauce. The the fact of the matter is Sauce still able to recover, prevent that thing from going to the house. He learned from that. And I think you're going to see him implement that this week, knowing damn well that he's playing yet another person who's in that top conversation uh, in Justin Jefferson. Um, but even if they push him on the other side against freaking DJ Reed, I'm, I'm oddly not shook. DJ Reed has been playing lights out football as well. We've got two Pro he Bowl defenses. He doesn't get guys. enough attention. He doesn't get enough attention. And Michael Carter doesn't get enough attention either. Michael yes. Carter is another baller. Yeah, we, um, we've got probably you know the top trio of corner cornerbacks in the league. I I'm really surprised at how physical they allow Sauce Gardner to get. Because like he's you know already like not- a, a proven vet. Right, like like they're giving them the calls, like they're giving them the benefit yeah. of the doubt. And like yeah, when I hear other fan bases complain about you know possible pass interferences, I don't even like argue it because I'm like, you know what? If I was on the opposing team, I'd probably be like, yo, what the fuck also? But they're letting them yeah. play. The receivers can get just as handy with sauce also. Yeah. So it's not like it's awesome. just going one way. 
No, no, no. <laughs> I just think it's weird that they're allowing that he's that getting much, that kind of respect. Yeah, like that they're yeah, allowing 100%. that to happen, especially for Rook. 100%. Um, this game, I think my my main concern is Dalvin Cook. Not so much Justin Jefferson. I think Dalvin Cook is my worry out of the backfield. Not so much even running the ball, but I think catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I think our, our, our linebackers, Quan Alexander's a monster. Quincy Williams is a monster. I feel like they – they run down running backs and, and meet them in the hole like no other linebacker I remember us ever having. Right. But I don't know if they can keep up with Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. That's that's my one worry is Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Even with that said, though, I'm, I'm with you. I think that our defense can stifle that offense. I think that Mike White is going to have another field day with another ho- – this pass defense is worse than the Bears' pass defense. Facts. By a lot. So, <laughs> By a lot. I think I think it's – I don't think it's even hyperbolic for me to say that we could put up 30 points on these guys. It's going to be in a dome. I was looking up at tickets to see if I could fly out to watch the game, but it's yeah. I can't find any flights that, that fly back on Sunday night. But I think that the Jets take this game 30 to 17. Damn, I think okay. that we could put up 30. I think they could put up 17, but I think Mike White's going to have the ball. If Mike White doesn't get injured against the Colts last year, I think he plays that whole game. He has another great game, and maybe they would have let him play through the whole Bills thing because he would have had two games where he balled out. Two back-to-back games um, where he balled out. Yeah, now you're right. right so that's I, I, I what I'm expecting. And, I'm expecting a win. I kind of think Mike White is, like, excited to play the Buffalo Bills too. I, I think as a competitor, as a competitor, like a part of him knows he's been judged by that game last year by yeah, everybody, sure. everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he can't do it in this league. And I'm not saying he's going to he's the kind of guy that's going to go out there and allow it to kind of like consume him. But I do believe he's the kind of person that's going to watch that tape again and again and again to make sure the mistakes he made in that game aren't repeated in that against Buffalo. Now, I'm not saying he's not going to turn the ball over because Buffalo has a good defense. I mean, granted, their secondary, their passing defense has dropped to 21, I think it is, or 18, one of the two. 18 or 21. Uh, I got to go back and take a look at it. But they're not, like, as elite as they were starting off the year. So I think there's some holes there. But I do believe Mike White's going to look at a lot of tape. He's probably watching tape right now on Buffalo. Just like that game in particular, he's chilling. I, I hope beer, that. But... Don't do the the, the, the <laughs> overlooking the Vikings. Don't do that. I don't think he's That's overlooking. Them. I'm just up. saying, like on his personal time while he's sitting back, he's probably watching that Buffalo Bills game, thinking to myself, "Why the hell did I do that? Why did I do this?" And I, I, I don't and know. I just. I think how it's many be a shootout, man? How many wins it's for us to get to the playoffs? We need, we need, we need ten. We need 10 we need wins 10? To, to secure that one. So we need spot. three yeah. more. We still have the Lions and the Jaguars on the schedule. So Facts. if we can get this Vikings game, we feel pretty good about maybe making at least a wild card. Yes, 100%. All right, last question before I, before we wrap this up. Right. Does Mike White play out the rest of the year? I do believe he does. I believe Mike White's going to be the quarterback for the remainder of the 2022 season. I, I in, do also. In, and, into and the barring injury. Barring injury. Bar- I, barring I any injury. Correct. Barring any injury. I, I agree. Not, I think Mike White plays the rest of this season, and um, and I think he's gonna he's gonna play really well. I, I, I'm yeah. really fucking praying for a Nick Foles type story, and this thing has to end in a simple victory. But if you get us to like 
Second the AFC round. Championship game? The AFC second round of the playoffs? Win, win one playoff game. Win perform, one playoff game. Yeah, exactly. Win one playoff Bro. game, perform well in the second round. And it's like, you know what? Give that the man a contract. Is, yeah, Give the that job man is yours for next year. Yep. Let's keep stacking up this because we have a great roster. A lot of rookie contracts still. Let's yep. keep adding to this. Like, what well, we're okay. One more question. Okay. Let's say Mike White plays out this year. This is a uh-huh. crazy hypothetical, but fuck it. Okay. I'm gonna ask. And he, we feel like he's the guy for the next year. Okay. Do we trade away Zach Wilson or we keep him on the roster no. next year? No. You, you keep, keep him on Zach the roster? roster. You keep him. On. Because again, okay, Zach Wilson's arm talent, bro. I really believe top five in the league in terms of arm talent. I really believe that. Like, it, when he's figured it out and he can consistently make the throws we've seen this kid make, like, routinely, I'm talking about – we're talking about him, Mahomes, Allen, like, in that kind of conversation. Um, we've This is year two. He'd be going into year three. We, we have complete control for, for three more years. I say two we years, keep him years. on there – well, two more years, and we can use the, the, the fifth-year right. option if we wanted right. to. But, bro, I, I think you, you keep him as – because I do believe this. I do believe that Zach Wilson, this whole situation is going to humble him. I do believe if he sees if he sees Mike White continue to play at this level, I do believe he's got the competitive arrogance to him that's going to yeah. want to drive him to be better, and he's going to find ways to be better. And the moment he gets a chance to play again, I think you see a much improved Zach Wilson. I don't know how much more better that he'll be, but I do believe he'll be improved. The um, issues are his fundamentals, though. That's it. And it's all coachable stuff. Like, that's the thing about Zach. His issues are all coachable if he's willing to be coached. Like, and if he can stay out of his own head. There you and go. That's, that's the he issue. Also, he also, in a clean pocket, was one of the best quarterbacks in those rare situations in the NFL. Now, granted, it's the NFL. You're never going to have a clean pocket for a full game. <laughs> you can't depend on that to go ahead and be great. But and he doesn't he had, step up into that clean pocket. He doesn't he's step constantly- up into that's what I'm saying. I don't think you trade him, man. I think Zach Wilson is is too valuable in terms of what he can be. Uh, even though right now we're seeing his floor, which we all knew was going to be a low floor. Um, his ceiling, man, is just so – it's too compelling. That's, it's that, too compelling. That's what, every, that's what everybody hangs on to, his ceiling. That's it. That's the only reason you keep him because you've seen right. him make throws that you're like, damn, him and three other guys in the NFL can make that throw. Then yeah. he's made throws he shouldn't make, and you're like, damn. Him and only him can miss that though. Like it's the weirdest <laughs> thing <laughs> to kind of see. Yeah. But I, I think you you let the kid. I mean, again, he's twenty two years old. He's played twenty games in the NFL. Um, I'd have a hard time believing we just trade away a kid with that kind of. Because what would what would hurt the most is we let's say we trade him to San Francisco next year, right? San Francisco decides like we'll take him. Here's a second and a third or whatever, and they fix them. They 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 fix the issues. I think. We would regret that for the next ten to fifteen years. Not if, if I goes play well. If if Zach Wilson goes to San Francisco and they can fix these coachable aspects that are that are plaguing him, and and the, right. the mental game slows down a little bit, or maybe they have a genius like McDaniel that can go ahead and just simplify the game of this is where you're going to throw the ball, this is where you're going to throw, and just break it down each play. I think McDaniel does that pretty well, and, yeah. and kind of help Tua develop. Right. Bro, I'm telling you, Zach Wilson's ceiling is top three, top five in the league. Well, yeah, I, you're right. I think Mike White could be really good. He could be a top 15 guy doing just enough for us to go ahead and make it to the playoffs, et cetera. But we face freaking the 49ers in the Super Bowl and we lose to them and Zach Wilson's at the helm. I don't care what you say, bro. 
we're all going to be livid. <laughs> well, livid. Let, let me make this very clear. I haven't given up on Zach. I still believe in yeah. Zach. Yeah. Um, but but you know what? If Mike White's working, let's keep riding that and, keep and riding. give him a chance. I don't I don't want it. Yeah. Uh, the first sign of problems, all of a sudden we yank him for Zach. No, no. Zach had no. seven games. Give Mike at least five or six. So no. that's Agreed. where I'm 100%. at. Gunny, thank you for joining me, filling in for Thanks the Beard Fanatic. Me, He'll be back next week. So before I sign off, everybody heard it's documented. Gunny said Mike White's winning the Super Bowl this year. So, <laughs> so we'll come back and clip that out <laughs> at the end of the season. Uh. Hey, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you guys next week after after the Vikings. Go Jets. Yes, sir.